Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the THO Bulls Post Game presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook. Download their app. Be sure to use promo code CHGO when you sign up. I'm Pack. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Pack. Joined by my guys, Big Dave, BWL Sports, Will the Ghost, Will underscore Gottlieb, our pal producer Joey Spathis, rocking the controls. We are CHGO underscore Bulls. Bulls fall to the Clippers. 124 to 112 is the final. Didn't really feel that close. Um, that ends the Bulls' road winning streak. Uh, they had an unbeaten month of March on the road going coming into this one. Unfortunately, ran into a buzzsaw, and that buzzsaw was a very efficient Clippers offense and all-time Bulls killer, Nicholas Batum. Eight of ten from downtown. The Bulls managed to keep pace in the first half of this one, guys. Back and forth, uh, first couple of quarters. Bulls actually led after one. Had a really struggle-ish start to the second quarter with that reserve unit. Went on a scoreless stretch for a while there before uh, Billy sent Zach and the starters back in. They were able to right the ship a little bit and were well within striking distance at halftime. But here's the thing. The Bulls, on few attempts per usual, and like their recent trend in their wins um, uh, on this road trip and, and prior were very efficient on those limited number of threes. They were seven of 12 at half and behind the arc. Then the Bulls went two of 11 behind the arc in the second half. And the Clippers kept drilling theirs on their way to making 20 of 40 for 50%. And really the Clippers were more efficient than that. Some of those threes were just chucked up in garbage time. That's, uh, to me, the story of this one. Clippers, I think, had they ended with 40 assists as a team on 47 or 48 made field goals. I mean, had the Bulls running in circles. We've been crediting this Bulls team for their defensive rotations recently. This elite-ranked defense in the back half of this season 
But they're, I mean, they were in a, a spin cycle trying to, to chase around these Clippers tonight, and they kept finding their open shooters, Dave. Yeah, I mean, when you shoot 50% from three, <laughs> you, you're on 40 attempts. Like, yeah, you're going to have nights like this. Um, let me, let me before I get into the to that part, Matt, let me credit the Bulls with this. I didn't feel like they quit. I didn't feel like they hung their head and gave up. I felt like they kept fighting the entire game. Like, even when they cut the lead to, like, 19, they were still like, okay, we got a shot. We're making a run. We're taking a shot. And I was like, damn, that's what you're supposed to act like. <laughs> and I was like, wow, I'm not used to seeing them act like this. So I like that aspect of it. I really did. I, I like the fact that there was no quit in them. But the Clippers made them tap out. It was really that simple. Uh, their rotations, as you mentioned, were terrible, especially when it came to the three-point shooting. And it kept being the same thing over and over again. And Batum, you know, he kills the Bulls. It's what he does. You know, Gordon, you know, it's what he does. But what doesn't help is all their threes that they got were all rhythm shots. All of them. Every last one of them was within rhythm and wide open. Rhythm, wide open. That's a recipe for disaster every single time. And it's nothing you can say when you're not getting out to your shooters. You know what I mean? Like, guys are just not on their assignments, you know? Everybody collapsed anytime uh, Kawhi or Westbrook, especially Westbrook, uh, went to the paint. That's what made Westbrook so good. I don't know if people really know that. They think he just be doing shit out there. Like, no, dude, the dude is really good at basketball. And that's why you saw a, a good reason why that dude puts the pressure on your defense and he gets to the paint and makes it easy for those shooters to be wide open. And so, yeah, that's what you saw. But the Bulls didn't collapse on that, didn't figure that out. And at any point in the game, they didn't figure that out. That's what they were doing. It just was it got maddening for me in the third quarter because that's when Batum really put the game away, you know, for them. But they were just all wide open shots and. I'm sitting down watching like Batum, don't leave him open. Don't leave him open. They left him open. Okay, don't leave him open. Don't leave him open. They left him open. It was – actually, I'll get into this player later. But, yeah, Will, it, it was uh, bad rotations for the Bulls. Like I said, I like the fight in the team, but it was just terrible rotations, and they killed them for it. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I have a lot of thoughts about this, and I'll start with the fact that as good as the defense – has been for the Bulls this year, and it has been good. They're they're fifth on the season. I think they're third since All-Star break. Um, good offense is going to be good defense, period, point blank. That's how it is. Um, that's how it is in football, and it's why we're also happy that Justin Fields is now on the Bears, and they're not living in the year 2003 with only defense. Um, and that's why these nights are going to happen. I'm not like shaken to my core about this specific game but to me it is a microcosm of this math problem that we've been talking about for two years now um the bulls were nine of 23 on threes the clippers were 20 of 40 and as you said matt a lot of those they, they were i think at, at one point 20 of 35 they missed a couple in um in garbage time nick batum had eight threes to the bulls nine the Bulls have taken 40 or more threes, which is what the Clippers did tonight, only twice this year. They've taken 40 threes, and they've made 20 only once. So to me, it comes back to this thing that Arturis said after the trade deadline, which is, yeah, we don't shoot a lot of threes, but we do make them at a high clip. They made 39%. I'll take that any night. But the problem is the volume. 
And when you're not taking threes, you're just, you're really banking on a lot of other things to go right. It's offensive rebound and second chance points. It's getting to the free throw line and converting at double the rate of your opponent. It is making a higher percentage of your shots from two. And it is getting out in transition and scoring easily that way and preventing offensive rebounds. That's the Bulls formula. That's what they need to do. And they did that tonight. But the three-point shot is so overpowering that it didn't matter. And to me, that's what it all comes back to is just the fact that they don't have the kind of shooting. You saw how demoralized they got when the Clippers started making threes and the Bulls started going to this place of like, well, we got to catch up somehow. We're just going to start jacking up threes. And it didn't go well because they don't have any shooters. So um, I think this was, it was a schedule loss, like back-to-back in LA against two really good teams. It was a math loss. But I think more than anything else, it just, as, as well as the Bulls have played recently and they have played really well, it's a reminder that they are an imperfect team and that changes do need to be made this summer and that they have one really glaring flaw that for as well as they play, if everything else goes right, sometimes it just doesn't matter because the other team is going to get hot and make more than twice as many threes as you and, and just put you to bed. Yeah, uh, our guy in the comments, Jeff Brock, saying, Whenever Bulls opponents hit a three, it always feels backbreaking because you know the Bulls need two possessions to make up for it since they probably won't make one in response. And and that's sadly very accurate. That, that's where this yeah. Bulls team is and have been for, for two years, as you said, Will. Um, I see billionaire B.E. in the comments pointing out that Zach Levine only took two threes tonight and he went over two. And then also decided to throw in consider Billy fired 100 emoji as if that's somehow related to Zach taking two threes tonight. I don't know. Maybe you think it is. And maybe there is a way to justify that logically. It's why that's Billy's fault. Billy's talked repeatedly about how he wants Zach taking 10 threes a game. Maybe what Billy's drawing up offensively is not leading to that. And I don't know if that's necessarily his problem or Zach's problem for not shooting him. Um, But again, this team as a whole severely lacking in three point shooters. And um, I mean, 20 uh, when you're shooting in the low twenties on three point attempts every night, it's damn near impossible to win consistently. Um, Can I say one thing about Zach real quick? Cause I think that's an interesting point that the bulls have kind of changed the way that their offensive, like, share has has been breaking down right like we're seeing a lot more of zach on the ball we're seeing him create a lot more offense and tonight you could tell because he got to the line nine times on a night where uh the clipper i thought the clippers defense was pretty solid in 32 minutes to get to the line nine times that's really good um but there's a trade-off there and that trade-off is you don't have the ball in demar's hands he only had three free throw attempts And even though he shot two of five on threes, again, he's not really a shooter. And so you're taking, because Zach doesn't, because Zach has the ball in driving situations, he's not there to be a spot up shooter, which lowers your total volume of three point shots. It also puts you in a position where you have fewer spacers around Zach. And so, um, yes, I think Zach needs to have the ball in his hands as much as he has, but it comes at a cost. And I think the Bulls are – put them to bed. Um, I think the Bulls are trying to get to the free throw line more, and that's sort of the part of the reason why they want Zach to have the ball because as good as DeMar is at getting to the line, a lot of that is like pump fake, get a ticky-tack call 
on, you know, on his arm when he goes up. He's not like getting to the rim and drawing help and forcing kickouts. And that's really what the Bulls need to do in order to generate threes. So Zach is much better at getting all the way to the rim. But again, that comes with the trade-off of he's not there to be the floor spacer. So it is complicated, but I think that's part of the thinking behind Zach only shooting two threes tonight. And I, let me say, I wanted to add to this about the three-point shooting because, again, I don't want to lose sight of the fact that they shot 50%. You know what I mean? Like, I understand all that. And, yes, all that is correct about what we're saying. But the Clippers were on fire. You know what I mean? They shot 50%. That is insane. Their leading score was Nicholas Batum. How many times can you say that this season, that he's your leading scorer? How many times can you say he and Eric Gordon are your leading scorers for your game? Not many, no, I mean, not many games. You're gonna you're gonna point that one out. Um, Kawhi, you know, just a simple 22, seven and six. He was chilling, and I thought Westbrook again. I thought he was awesome for them. I really, he was really awesome for them, man. He was taking it to the Bulls. But like I said, him going to the bucket and freeing it up for them is is what it was. I I would feel it would be because I'm not demoralized by any of this. I for real would feel more demoralized if um, they were crossing you over, stepping back, and hitting them threes in your face. Like, that would be more demoralizing to me. Or if he set an NBA record, you know what I'm saying? I'd be like, okay, that's demoralizing. That hurts. You know what I'm saying? That's a problem. But, man, when Nicholas Batum is going to be on fire like that, I mean, come on, man. Like, what are you going to do about that? That's Nicholas Batum. <laughs> like, what you want me to do about that? He's on fire. 80% from the three-point line. That's terrifying. But the Bulls played a part in it. And that's what we're pointing out. You know what I mean? That they played a part because he was wide open. If you guys go back and watch it, you'll see it. He wide open on those shots. Him mm-hmm. and Gordon. The first play coming out of the third quarter was the same thing we saw. The first play was they ran it with Westbrook, went inside, and he kicked it out to a wide open Gordon. He missed it. But, I mean, there was nobody within three feet of him. He was wide open. So, yeah, they got that all night long, and they killed the Bulls for it. That's, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, I mean, and I, th- I thought in particular Westbrook's transition game was the other thing along oh, with the threes yeah. that, that killed the Bulls and put them yeah. in, in a deep hole. I mean, this Clippers team on, on the season as a whole are bottom 10 in pace of play, which makes sense when you think about Paul George and or Kawhi Leonard and their plotting half-court offensive styles. But you get Westbrook on the buyout market and all of a sudden, yeah, he's still old, but he still played like Westbrook. He was flying down the court on any and all bulls misses. And, you know, maybe it's the tired legs on the end of a road trip and the second day of a back-to-back factor for the bulls. But I mean, Westbrook was torching them in transition, either getting to the rim himself. He finished with 12 points or dishing them out. He had 10 assists. Like you said, Dave, kicking it open to open shooters. Like Westbrook absolutely destroyed the bulls in transition. Yeah, murder. yeah. I think that uh, I, I think that the Bulls' whole like defensive principles this year have been load up on the paint, try to prevent these drives from happening. Because if they can do that, they're going to prevent kickout passes to open three point shooters. Now they still give up a lot of threes, but basically they're they're loading up in the paint. They're sending extra defenders to try to deter those drives from ever happening. And so when they do happen like they did tonight with Russell Westbrook, he does get all the way into the paint, whether it's in transition off a make or miss or a steal, he's getting into the paint. That help is there. And when he has the kickout pass and those guys are open, they're going to make it. The Bulls have been benefiting from really good opponent shooting luck, meaning 
opponents are shooting below average on open threes compared to the rest of the league um, or uh, against, you know, other opponents. And so the Bulls have been benefiting, benefiting from that. I think a little bit of it was just like regression coming back around, but um, basically the Bulls defense for it to work, they, when they double team somebody in the post, when they are, you know, defending in pick and roll, they have to bring another defender over. And so when they do that, they're a little bit susceptible on the back end. I think that's really where the Clippers were able to execute. Yeah, well, honestly, I don't I don't know if I accept that as far as the luck is concerned. Um, I I think I credit the Bulls with their defense and how they've been playing these guys as, as of recently, I'm talking about. And and I think I credit them because I've seen I've been watching them these past few games get out to those shooters. Like I watched it, I saw it. We've been looking at it, and it just they just didn't do it today, and they paid for it. They paid dearly for it. Yeah. Um, so I don't want to just just call that you know now the guys who just weren't hitting their shots, they weren't lucky. I thought that the Bulls were playing really solid defense on on those guys and getting out on those shooters, which was allowing them to you know get those rebounds and run out in transition. You know what I'm saying, and do what they do best. You know what I'm saying, which is be in transition. That's why you didn't see it as much. You can't be in transition when the ball is in the bucket every single time yeah so yeah that, i don't i don't want to take that away from them that's a good point uh it's something that billy has argued when i've asked him about it which is that like you know the other part of loading up is that you have to be able to get out and contest you have to be able to get out and recover and then you have to make those rotations and execute them timely and that is something that the bulls take a lot of pride in it's something that they do well but there are nights where it's not there it's not there at a high enough level so yes um, I, I guess the way that I think about it is that it's better to prevent those threes from happening in the first place. But if you are going to let them happen, you better get out there and contest. And the Bulls do the, sec- the, the latter. So, mm-hmm. yes, they give up a lot of threes, but opponents don't shoot super well on them. Tonight, it was they gave up a lot of those threes and the execution to get out and rotate and contest wasn't there, whether it was because they were just slow and, and a step short or because – the Clippers ball movement was great or because the help wasn't coming from the right place or there wasn't communication, whatever it may have been. And it was probably all those things. The Clippers were getting their open shots and they were most certainly hitting them. Yeah. Uh, Many in the comments pointing out also the absences of Caruso and Javante, you know, to the Bulls defensive aces. Um, Our guy Rob saying, you know, I owe not only his presence, uh, what he does himself as a defender, but his communication on those rotations that were lacking tonight played a factor. Uh, Raphael saying that we missed uh, the five Caruso's and the five Javantes. Um, and uh, Aiden saying it was Caruso. That was the difference between yesterday and today. When Caruso plays, we win. Um, all right. Well, uh, let's take a, a quick break here. When we come back, we'll keep talking about this loss. I see many in the comments talking about the Bulls bench having a Subpar performance tonight. That's putting it kindly. We'll talk about that. Get to more of y'all's comments coming up after the break. While we're sharing these words from our friends and sponsors, do us a quick, easy favor. If you're watching along with us on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button. Uh, helps us out a lot. We really appreciate it. Shout out to all you out there at Bulls Nation who are, if you're in our time zone here in Chicago, watching post game of a bad, ugly loss at 12:11 a.m. Proud of y'all. Appreciate y'all. Thank you. Dave, who do we got? Chicago. You already got the best coverage for your favorite teams. So get fitted out in the best sports gear around. And where can you get that from? That is FOCO. They got you covered from Soldier Field to the living room, north side to the south side, with hoodies, slippers, signs, 
bobbleheads, and everything in betwixt. That is for the goat. Get decked out like Demar with apparel from the leader <laughs> in sports, merch, and collectibles. Who that is, that is Foco. Looking for that perfect gift for that football fan in your life or sports fan, period. Foco's got you covered with them fly hoodies that helps you fight that Lake Michigan breeze. So check out Foco.com or click the link in your description below. For all non-presale items, use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. Because it's FOCO. Faux show. Tonight's episode of the CHGO Bulls post game also brought to y'all by our friends at ComEd, the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program committed to helping families and businesses in their communities save money and energy. ComEd offers free facility assessments that can help find energy saving opportunities, whether it's lighting, HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. An authorized engineer will help you work, uh, will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. Within three to four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and a simple payback plan. So don't wait. Here's what you do. Get started saving money and energy today. Dave, is there anything you like saving more than money or energy? You know what, Matt? No. That's it. Money, energy, want to save it. I got my LED lights shining on me right now, man. All about that. I'm all about it. I love saving those things because I'm lazy and I like money. So, boom, save money, save energy. For energy saving tips and to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com slash powering biz. That's B I Z biz. Comed. All right, y'all. Um, yeah, people in the comments want to talk about the Bulls bench tonight. Rough one for them. We were talking pregame about how that was one of the factors in the Bulls' loss of Clippers back in January is that the Bulls bench got worked by the Clippers bench. And uh, sadly, basically up until garbage time, the same thing happened tonight. And uh, I saw somebody, where was it, in the comments made a joke about Io uh, shouting out uh, Bulls legend Tony Snell with his performance tonight. It was Raphael. <laughs> Io's zero, zero, zero paying homage to Bulls legend Tony Snell. Now, let's be fair. Io finished with, if, assuming you went points for the assists there in your zero, zero, zero. It was zero zero one. He did get credited right. with one assist tonight. Uh, also had two steals, but yeah, I mean, we all got nothing but love for our guy Io Jasumu. But an, another tough night for him in what's been a frustrating sophomore season, Dave. It was his worst game this season, and it it, it started early. Um, the air ball that he threw up, uh, the step back jumper that had nothing. Uh, but for me, the most maddening one was the third quarter when you're watching Batum cook. And again, I'm watching Batum come down the floor and I'm like, don't leave him. Don't leave him. Don't leave him. Don't leave him. And Io leaves him immediately. <laughs> and they throw it over Batum for the three. And I was like, yeah, this ain't Io's game at all. He, it, was his, it was his worst game. And I think it was compiled that by the fact that Kobe White, <clears throat> excuse me, didn't have a great shooting game, 0 for 3 from, from the three-point line. And that last three, I mean, ugh, like he didn't hit anything on that one. That was horrific. So 
yeah, he was both of those guards can't combine for seven points when you're playing a team like the Clippers. And when I say combined, I mean one person <laughs> scored seven points. And that's not good. That is that is as Matt would say, poopy. And <laughs> not a good thing, man. It's not a good thing. And yeah, like they struggled. Those guys really did struggle. I thought Kobe did what he's been doing the last few weeks, which is being trying to just be solid defensively, seeing if the offensive game would come to him. And it didn't. It didn't come to him tonight. Those shots were not falling. He did have a bad turnover uh, that I recall. He did have a really bad turnover. But outside of that, I thought it was his usual. But, yeah, but Ayo, man, like he just didn't have it at all, bro. Like on either side of the ball, he was having issues. Because then he was letting – again, Westbrook. When he was on Westbrook, he was just like, nope, too small. Going to the bucket every single time. Kawhi, nope, you're too small. You're going to get this work. Let me hit you with this step back. Batum, nope, you're too small. Let me pull this three on you. Like they, they really worked him – like that he didn't get a chance to run or, or do anything like that man so yeah I think it was his worst game of the season because he didn't have it on on either side of the ball I think you also got to credit the Clippers bench I mean obviously they're not going five-man bench unit there but they've got some really good players Covington did not put up really a stat line of any kind but he's like a very solid uh, defensive player and floor spacer you got Mason Plumley, who they brought over from Charlotte at the trade deadline, who had a really nice game. He's been nice solid game. for them. He's been solid. Bones Highland, Bones Highland is really a prolific player. He had thirteen and eight. Terrence Mann, when you know, leading up to the deadline, he had been starting and and playing great basketball from them. And all that to say, or all that in lieu of of uh, Paul George, who who wasn't there. So their depth was shorthanded as well. But I thought they played really well. And again, this this conversation is just making me think about the margin for error. And when we talk about margin for error, what we mean is like the Bulls have to play perfectly in order to win a lot of these games because there's a talent deficit or there's a three-point shooting deficit. Um, They don't have a lot of room to make mistakes. And when Kobe is three of eight, and I think one or two of those buckets were in garbage time, when Io's 0 for 5, um, when they're not getting steals and getting out in transition and creating open shots and making their threes, it's just going to get ugly. That's just how it's going to be. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think, again, I, I kind of mentioned this earlier on in the show, but like the the trade deadline and the lack of moves there, I know Patrick Beverly has been really important to this team, but I think that's exactly what we're talking about when we, when we you know, talk about adding more talent. Like you can't just play these guys who should be in reserve roles, Um with Caruso out, with Alonzo out, with Javante out, like the depth is just not going to be as good and the talent is not going to be there. And so you just, you have to play perfect basketball and that's a lot to ask from anybody, let alone, you know, the talent on this roster against a really good Clippers team. Uh, shout out to Bridget in the comments. who said, it always seems like the Bulls bench cashes out all their shots in one game. And then the next game they can't shoot. Does seem like that sometimes. Uh, Aiden saying we should have kept Tony Bradley, crying sad face emoji. Is that a joke about how Tony Bradley won this team's three point contest in training camp? Oh lord! Three point ace Tony Bradley, better three point shooter than Matt Thomas. Tony Bradley. Well, that's blasphemous. First of all, right there. (laughs) And uh, secondly, is he is he now in the league though? Is is Tony Bradley still in the league? 
I know he, I thought he was getting like a trial or I saw he got a workout for somebody. I can't remember who. I know it was the Lakers. Lakers. The Lakers were looking at him. Yeah. Oh, that's right. It was the Lakers. And, and, and Tristan Thompson. The yeah, Lakers yeah, brought yeah. in two washed up, failed Bulls backup big men to, to try out for that joke of a team. How can that not work? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. No, man. They they were just it was just really bad. I, I don't think it will roll over into the next game or anything like that. I don't think Io is going to play this poorly uh, again. Again, like like Will said, you want to credit, you know, uh, the Clippers as well and their bench and just how well they play. Mm-hmm. Terrence, Man- Terrence Mann and Bones Highland, you know, and those guys were were doing their thing for sure. But, um, yeah, it's, it's one of the things I've always said about Io. Like, I don't worry about him mentally. When stuff like this happens, I don't concern myself with him mentally because I know he's very strong mentally. And he'll take this to heart. And so he'll come back the next game ready to play, you know what I'm saying, ready to do well what we've seen him do these last few games, man. So I I like the fact that even though he missed everything, I like the fact that he took that mid-range jump shot just because he wasn't scared to do it. I just like that aspect of it, that he took the shot. But he didn't do it again the rest of the game. He just kind of got lost out there. And, yeah, along with Kobe. who And I think the fouls hurt Kobe too when Kobe picked up those fouls so quickly. I think that, mm-hmm. uh, that definitely hurt his game and kind of threw him off as well. But, but yeah, their best guy off the bench was Drummond. Um, I believe eleven points and and eight rebounds uh, for Andre Drummond off the bench. And you know, Derrick Jones, another one, didn't have it. But, but yeah, but Drummond, you know, he he was your best one off the bench tonight, whilst being impressively bad from the free throw line. <laughs> Being Drummond, so yeah, Drummond, <laughs> Drummond being Drummond. Uh, shout out to our guy, uh, our guy AK with the super chat who said, "Not mad at this loss." The bench came in in the second quarter. That's where we lost the game. I and Kobe were atrocious. A uh, little ball movement, and then it was playing catch up on the second of a back to back. Yeah, I mean, I think that's basically a fair assessment of what happened here tonight. The Bulls got torched from three. Rotations were a little sloppy. Clippers, as you said, Big Dave, credit to them, caught fire. And the Bulls' second unit just didn't have it tonight. That's when the Bulls started to dig themselves that hole, was in that second quarter when the second unit just gave them nothing and let the Clippers go on on, on a tear. Um, so, you know, we know that this Bulls' second unit, as it shifted and now it shifted back to, like, primarily the young guys coming in, uh, Io, Kobe, Pat being back in the starting lineup tonight, it's uh, – like Bridget said, sometimes your bench is coming in and giving you something, and and some nights like tonight, it's it's very much not, and it's really hard to win that way. Very. Got to be perfect if they're going to win these games, and um, they have played a lot closer to that lately. They're in a position now, but mm. th- I feel like that was a tough loss. You know, I agree that like I'm not necessarily mad at the loss, but just the fact that they could have gotten tied with the Hawks and the Raptors. I feel like that was, I hesitate to say missed opportunity, but it just would have been really nice if they could have put themselves in that position where you're not banking on somebody else to fail. Now your, your destiny is in your own hands. And it's just back, back another half step. See, I think that they still have it though, Will in their hands only because they still have to play the Hawks. Like that's Mm -hmm. still a game they have, you know what I'm saying? So they've got that in their back pocket. Um, so I, that's obviously going to be the biggest game uh, when it gets down to it because I think there are going to be a couple of more wins and losses by both teams in between, you know, that time. And Definitely. it's it's going to be it's going to be a fun game. Like I'm I'm <clears throat> kind of looking forward to it because the Bulls and 
Hawks, they they play each other close every single time. My God. We saw game winners on both sides. You know what I'm saying? This season, we saw game winners on both sides. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. But I'm getting ahead of myself uh, talking about that. But, yeah, man, like, you wanted them to win. But, you know, when the team's that high. And, again, you mentioned the final score, Matt, the 124 to 112. That just for real tells me that they didn't stop playing. And I and I like that. I like that because I watched them stop playing a lot this season, and it drove me crazy. You heard me yelling and screaming about that shit. Like it drives me crazy when you just quit and you just stop playing. I, I don't like that at all. And yeah, it doesn't seem like they have that right now. Um, for since the All Star break, they haven't been that way. So yeah, they they got the Lakers, Hornets, and the Grizzlies before they get to the Bucks, man. So they. They, got, they still got some work to do. We're not going to put down on, on the Hornets, whose defense has been awesome since the All-Star break. So, again, looking ahead. That's my fault. I did it again. I apologize. <laughs> but I'm just excited because they still, you know, are in this, and it, and it's fun time, for me at least. It's it's fun right now to um, be competing to, to get to the postseason and see what you can get. But, yeah, they took one on the chin. They took one on the ass, too. Like, like it was, it was well. tough. <laughs> and to your point about the Bulls not necessarily completely giving up in the second half, even if they were demoralized. But, I mean, you're right. They kept producing. They just couldn't stop the Clippers. I believe it was 62-55 Clippers at halftime. Bulls finished with 112. So they went 55 in the first half, 57 in the second half. The Clippers just kept pouring it on. Um, and uh, shout out to uh, Mahir with the Super Chat, who reminded us once again of the ugly math problem that faced the Bulls tonight and many nights this season. Nine of 23 from three for us compared to 20 of 40 to the Clippers, frowny face emoji. That is very much deserving of a frowny face emoji. Uh, all right, we'll take one more quick break, come back to wrap up with some more y'all's comments. Uh, and speaking of looking ahead, Dave, I mean, that's what, that, that is what we should do. Uh, you know, we got, we got the Lakers on deck who are out for revenge, and, and the Bulls still need to win at least half of these games uh, in the final stretch to give themselves a shot at maybe either a home 9-10 playing game or move it up to 7-8. And I got something I want to discuss with y'all. At All the right. end. I got something I want to discuss. Go ahead. We will do that as well coming up after the break. Tonight's post game, as was pregame, as was always been and shall always be, brought to you by our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. Download their app. Be sure to do so with that promo code CHGO when you sign up. You know about the amazing offer for new customers to get $5 down on any NBA action and $200 in bonus bets instantly plus the no sweat same game parlays did you make a same game parlay on tonight's game did it involve nick batum hitting eight threes congratulations <laughs> if it didn't and you didn't hit no worries because you will get a bonus bet back for those same game parlays that don't hit for you on DraftKings, so you could try again tomorrow night um tonight's DraftKings king of the game for the bulls we discussed it earlier didn't shoot a lot of threes tonight but I liked the aggression from Zach Levine. Will, you mentioned his frequent trips to the free throw line tonight. Uh, seven of nine there. Eight of 14 from the field. And just had some really aggressive Zach attack moments where he just got to the rim, was like breaking ankles. Will, I love your one uh, clip of that Zach drive he had. And if I remember correctly, it's right when he checked back in in the second quarter when the Bulls were second unit was just getting absolutely worked out there. Zach gets the ball in his hands as soon as he checks back in, dribbled through the entire Clippers defense, and then had that beautiful up and under finish. Um, I mean, just gorgeous Zach stuff. So even on a, a night like tonight that was hard to watch and, and a kind of a gross loss, it's nice to see those things from Zach. 
Um, and I wanted to quick shout out our guy Schuster over there at Bleacher Nation Bulls. He does an awesome job all the time. Yeah. He had a stat today uh, before tip-off saying that since February 1st, all players across the NBA averaging at least six rim drives per game, Zach Levine leads the NBA in field goal percentage on those rim drives. I mean, the dude is finishing when he's attacking and he's attacking a hell of a lot. And I think we do need to give him credit for that and recognize that. I saw you also had some pretty awesome Zach stats on your Twitter timeline as well today, Will. Uh, so he is your DraftKings king of the game, despite the loss, because I enjoyed watching Zach tonight. Yeah, he's been amazing. He, I think, has not gotten enough credit just because of the way the season started with the injuries. And then it kind of took him the month of November to get things rolling. And then as soon as he did, he had that knuckle bruise and that kind of took him out. But for the most part, like he's playing as well as he ever had. I, I kind of mentioned it the other day, I guess yesterday, again, that just feels like it was three or four days ago at this point. Um, this is like one of the best years of his career and it's kind of going unnoticed. Um, I think he's really evolved as a scorer and in large part due to the fact that he's getting to the rim at such a high level and finishing there so efficiently. So um, I remember early on in the year, everybody was freaking out because Zach couldn't finish around the rim. Now he's, I think, shooting the best percentage at the rim of his entire career. Um, he's just, he's playing elite basketball. It comes with trade-offs, like I mentioned before, as far as spacing the floor. But I think that's on management now to put the right group around him. So, I mean, if you think about how much better he could be with good spacing, um, you got to be excited about the way that he's playing right now and thinking about the contract that he has. I know people have been apprehensive or vocally opposed to that, but I, I think the Bulls have to be have to be feeling pretty good about where Zach is right now. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's awesome, man. But I do have a question for you, Will. What time is it? Um, well, it's 12.30 a.m., but... <laughs> But, but that means it's game time. Mm-hmm. Twenty-four-seven game time, baby. Hottest new ticket in sight makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. <sighs> Every single thing that seems like never good enough for the yard line goes happen. I don't play for tickets to the concert. It's all possible with the game time app. Last-minute price drops can be found on the seat you thought that you could never, ever buy because you won't find better deals this season to see the Chicago Bulls. just like your CHG is created by the fans and for the fans, and it guarantees you the lowest price possible. So if you love CHGO, Will. And we know and we that, know you, that you, you do. Because I thought it would be too hard to pass it to you, Joey. So it's past your bedtime, Joey. Joey was ready. <laughs> Joey was ready. I knew Joey was ready. I didn't know if the bandwidth was going to be ready. That's why I was like, let me just toss it to Will right there. Since he was, was there. Ready. I was yes, ready. Sir. Off the bench. Yes, sir. Then you'll love the Game Time app, y'all. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. Join the over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. Because, Matt Pat, what time is it? Game Time Hoot, 12.31. 12.31, Game Time Hoot. Yes. 
Shout out to our guy, French Bulls TV, who said the Chung Cargo Balls. <laughs> All, almost like the shit Cargo Balls. <laughs> oh, man. That's like that. Was that the Mikhail Jordan? That's yeah, like... yeah. Nyquil Jordan. Of the Chung Cargo Balls. <laughs> That's why he's the goat. He's <laughs> the goat. His hobby is knockoff is still selling. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what you're yeah. the man. You're the uh, man. Okay, wait, hold on. Speaking of obvious knockoffs, we've discovered that there's a fake Joey in our comments yeah. recently. There is now a fake Big Dave. What this is, is what I wanted, This is what I wanted to discuss. Okay, this good. This is what I wanted to talk but about. Wait, this is what I wanted like, to get into. Big, so, Big Dave was also saying I, earlier before he changes. Okay, go on. You take it. <laughs> Chatty's fastest, man. He's like, I got the road, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he do. <laughs> but, dude, so I got a, I got a, a tweet from someone hitting me up. It was like, yo, man. Yo, you I, I saw you on the in the comments for the CHGO Cubs, man. You were you were on one today. You were hilarious. You were wilding out. And I was like, yeah, that wasn't me, bro. <laughs> I was like, I was not in the comments on CHGO Cubs. So when I went and looked at it and I saw oh. it, and I just started laughing. And I and, and immediately because Stuckmeyer looked at it and was like, wait, is that Big Dave in here? Big Dave's up in here talking with us. And they were like, oh no, that's not Big Dave. That's not him. Now, the difference with Joey is I know who's doing it. <laughs> the person already told me who he is, who's doing Wait, it. You discovered the secret of who fake Joey is? No, not fake Joey, fake Big Dave. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know fake Big Dave. You know what I mean? Fake Joey is just, I, I don't know what that is. That, that's something else we'll never discover. He'll, he'll, unless Joey, you know, still got his board up in his house. Actually, Joey, if you're at your house, we'd like to see that board, by the way, if you're at your house. We'd like to see this board that you're talking about, sir. But yes, but I saw I saw fake house, Big Dave. What I was gonna say is that fake Joey was originally or fake Dave was originally trying to masquerade as fake Joey number two. Mm, this was his mm, original comment. He mm. wants Steve to throw that. This is Joey's fatness. So not going quite as far on the effort in terms of didn't deny the picture, didn't change uh -huh. the name, but this is Joey. But mm -hmm. There's a real epidemic out there, guys. Um, I like it. But again, like I know who it I know that person told me who he was and he's doing it. And I was like, as long as you represent lucky. me right. You're you know lucky. what I mean? I was like, represent yeah. me right, bro. Okay, but speaking of representing you right, Dave, as soon as I saw that, that's how I knew dead giveaway that it was a fake big Dave, because mm. their profile picture is you cropped mm. from the NBC Sports Chicago, right. like Yes. launch announcement of Bulls Outsiders because yes. I yes. remember you wearing that hoodie and your hood was yes. up and your arms were crossed and I remember you saying man of all the pictures we took in that photo shoot I hate that picture of me and I'm <laughs> mad that they used it and I still no, to no. This day remember that so <laughs> there's no way you would have chosen that picture to be your YouTube avatar picture no 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 it wasn't that one it was it was another one it, it was another one that they took that I had my hands that and I was smiling and I hate it. You know what I mean? It was is, that, is that not that, that one? one? I only no, see the tiny one. little version of it. Yeah, that one I like. I like because that's the one they ended up using because I told them I hated the first one so much. Don't put that out again. And they didn't. But Oh, they, that's they okay. That so this is the one where your arms are crossed and yeah. you're looking tough. Yeah, okay. I like that one. I was like, yeah, that feels more natural. I thought the it was the one, one where your arms were like this and you were yeah, smiling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looked like I was thinking <laughs> of shit. I was like, yeah, that ain't me, dog. 
I was like, yeah, that ain't me. I don't like this. I hated that picture so much. But the other reason I you would know it wouldn't be me, because you know me, I would never use my own picture <laughs> in, in a profile pic. The only one I have it on is like on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? Like, because it was a dope ass picture. Shout out Ryan Green. That's the only reason I mm-hmm. used it. But that's it. But yeah, anything else, like I never use my, my picture, dude. Like that ain't my thing. Like that's just not what I do. But again, he represent me right. I like that picture. You know what I'm saying? And and he's not, you know, talking super crazy and nothing like that. He's just being hilarious. Keep doing your thing. You know what I mean? Keep repping ball. Go get you a ball hoodie since you're going to say it like that. Go to ballsports.com. Pick yourself up a ball hoodie if you're going to do all this, my man. You know what I mean? Represent it right now. You know what I mean? If you're going to use it, pay the toll is all I'm saying. The guy loves all. You know what I mean? That's all I am with. That's all I am, brother. That's the all guy I am. loves all. Y'all two uh, are coming next. Y'all know y'all the next, though, right? <laughs> I don't think anybody wants to be me. You know what's funny is like back in, sometime last year during last season, I think it was after you and I went to a game together, Dave. We were we hadn't launched CHO yet. You and I were doing locked on. And I decided to hop on um our our guy Hayes' show, Chicago Bull Central. He was doing a live show after the game. And I was on my way home. I was like, I'm gonna pop in, see what's going on, see what Hayes has to say about tonight's game. And I was commenting as myself, and the people in the comments of Hayes' show were accusing me of being a fraud fake Matt Peck. <laughs> but it's like a picture of me as myself on YouTube. And, I, and then I had to like prove to people and watching Hayes' show that it was in fact me. And I was tweeting with the live link to Hayes' show. And I was like, I got no burners, I got no fakes. Dude, you know what's going to happen now is I'm just going to start popping up in random comments of CHGO <laughs> shows just randomly. I'm just going to start popping in on every one of these shows talking and saying something, man. You know what I mean? Like, But I honestly, when I saw it, I laughed. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't hurtful or mean or anything like that. Like, I just saw it and laughed, and I was like, all right, cool. You know what I mean? Like, keep, keep doing your thing, man. But just represent me right. That's all I ask. Just represent me right. If you come at the king, you best not miss. Best come not on, miss. Will. Come on, Will. Um, big guy loves all <laughs> just don't fall out I love it I just love uh, that so much I real quick before we get out of here our guy AK threw us one more super chat saying how are we feeling about Lakers and the LeBron two small revenge game on Wednesday uh, gentlemen you think the Bulls go two for two against the Lakers or do you think LeBron gets his revenge uh, ask me the day of I don't know then but I, I mean, LeBron and eight. I'm I'm more concerned about AD than I am LeBron, to be honest. AD only had eight touches that whole game. Eight you shots. I mean? Eight shots. Come on, man. Like that's not going to happen again. Like I think he's going to come in a little much more aggressive. You know what I'm saying? Like for for this game and yeah, like he's the one I'm concerned with because if that when that dude decides to be the best player in the world, he's the best player in the world when he decides to be. He just doesn't do it often enough. But when he decides to be, dude, he is terrifying. So he's the one I'm, I'm more concerned with than anything. But you guys should be looking out for the Troy Brown Jr. revenge game. You know what I'm saying? Who knows? He might come in here light it up on, on Cats. Will, that's what he's coming in for. He's coming in to do that. He was lights out the other night. They also could have D'Angelo Russell back. Uh, they have yeah. – they, they did not have a game today or tomorrow, so they have a couple extra days off. Um they are heading out on a long road trip, I believe. So this is the first game of a four or five game road trip for them. Mm. And they're in the same position as the Bulls, trying to fight for a play-in spot and potentially, I think, even get up to sixth if I'm if memory serves. Um, they would have to make up about a game and a half ground. But they're also just like playing some of their best basketball. So 
for me, it's hard to wipe the taste out of my mouth from this game just yet. I'm feeling a little negative about the Bulls, but the way that they're playing, the way that they have responded recently, you'd at least have to feel some confidence there as far as like bouncing back from a loss like this and, and sort of turning things around heading back home. Mm-hmm. Well, we, uh, we got a day tomorrow for the Bulls to figure it out and try to uh, adjust and, I mean, try to beat the Lakers a second time uh, to keep their hopes alive of moving up in this play-in bracket. Um, that's it for tonight. Stay tuned tomorrow. Our guy, Will the Goat, and our other guy, Mark K, will have a bull day to for you guys. What are you guys doing uh, 5.30 tomorrow, Will? I believe so. All right. Check them out. Bulls HQ live tomorrow, 5.30 Central Time. In the meantime, follow Will on Twitter, Will underscore Gottlieb. Read everything he's writing, allchgo.com, including his thoughts on tonight's game, which will be up soon. Uh, Big Big Dave is at BOW, BWL Sports. In your face. He is is not the Big Dave on YouTube, but he's going to let us live. <laughs> that's, that's excellent mid post game traffic work there, young Joseph. Uh, I love, I love the third Sabine in there. Why is that the biggest that. fish? Like, why? Wait, wait, is, is Big Dave Sabine? Oh, man, dude, that would be hilarious if it was. I Honestly, <laughs> I'm pretty confident of this now. I'm pretty confident. <laughs> From what who's, well, I've been told, it's not. Uh, <laughs> but I've been we need told more Sabine in our lives. That's all I said. The, the comments don't read like Sabine. We we know what Sabine sounds like, and whether it's That's spoken true. or typed out, that doesn't sound yeah, like Sabine. It is, it is seared in my brain. That's true. Yeah. That's absolutely right. Uh, <laughs> all right, y'all. Uh, we are CSU underscore Bulls, Bulls underscore Peck here. Thanks, y'all, for tuning in, especially late tonight. Y'all are epic for hanging out with us on this late night post game. Have some sleep and, uh, Will and Mark will talk to you all tomorrow for a Bulls HQ. We'll be back Wednesday. Bulls Lakers part two for your post game. See you right Peace, peace, peace. peace. Big guy loves all.